to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. So I was in Atlanta last weekend, which is why I wasn't here uh, to launch our series together. And um, I was working, I was coaching with some clients out in Atlanta, and there was uh, a woman that I was working with, and we were talking about her decision-making processes, the way she makes decisions, how she makes decisions, what informs her. And we were talking about some decisions that she was making that she would define as foolish, some decisions that she would define as less than whole, less than healthy for her. And she kept saying, well, you know, it's just the devil. It's just the devil causing me to make these decisions. And uh, I asked the question of, could it possibly not be the devil? Could it just be you making funny decisions? (laughs) And uh, that was an absolute no. No, there's no uh, possible way that, there, uh, that this could be me making the dis- these decisions. This has to be the devil that is informing me of these decisions. And I just succumb to him in those moments. It's so interesting because people of faith oftentimes give the devil a lot of credit for what is actually just their foolishness. That we oftentimes blame all kinds of things on this enemy that we are actually the ones just making Decisions, And we would rather be not responsible for our decisions than actually step into a space where, no, I actually make all kinds of screwy decisions in my life for all kinds of reasons. But when we find ourselves there, when we find ourselves making decisions that are less than whole, that are less than healthy, that move us into a space of destruction rather than wholeness, what it does is it reminds us that we humans are actually animals too. That there's an aspect of us that that live inside the animal kingdom, and so we are connected in some way to this. That that the fact of the matter is, is that all animals' behavior is driven primarily by two motivators. One of those is, how do I avoid pain? How do I get away from things that are painful? And so, so animals are driven by how do I remove myself from painful situations? How do I avoid painful situations? I mean, at some level, it's like, hey, if I put my hand in this trap, it's going to get hurt. On another level, if, 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 if a tiger is running after me, I need to run away because that's going to be very painful if they catch me. And so that's one motivator of behavior for animals. The other motivator of behavior for animals is whatever is pleasurable, whatever brings me pleasure, just keep doing that. In fact, keep doing more of that. And so what motivates all animals, including human beings, is how do I avoid pain and how do I enhance pleasure? How do I get out of painful situations and how do I get myself into spaces where I can enhance pleasure that's coming at me. And and we as human beings, we do this all the time. Now, this is helpful for survival, When we need to remove ourselves from a painful situation or a potential threat, it's helpful. When we need to get into a situation that's going to cause us to move forward, that's helpful. But it's less helpful when we're attempting to thrive in life. 
It's helpful to keep us alive. It's less helpful for us to move our lives forward. See, because here's the thing. Sometimes the pain and the struggle is actually helpful in guiding us towards knowing what is whole in life. It's helpful when you touch a hot stove to know, oh, that's painful. Now I have wisdom, so I know what's there. Or going to the gym every day can be a painful experience, and yet it helps us get stronger as we move forward. On the flip side, not all pleasure is actually helpful for us. Have you found that to be true? <laughs> that, that eating massive amounts of donuts every day, or stepping into comfortable conversations, or avoiding difficult conversations and conflict is not always the thing that's going to move us forward in life. And so when we find ourselves there, we call it foolishness. And one thing that separates us from all other creatures on the planet that, that actually elevates us out of just being an animal into a spiritual being is our ability in any given moment to choose. See, all other animals don't have a choice. They're like, it's painful, I'm not doing it. If it brings me pleasure, I'm gonna do more of it. We as human beings, one of the things that elevates us above all other animals is that we actually have the ability to choose. Will I go with my animal instincts to just survive or will I step into a space of my God-given nature to a space that will allow me to thrive wherever I am? Proverbs 17.12 gives us this image. And it says this. Better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than be a fool bent on folly. I love this metaphor of bears. There's a reason why mama bear has become a metaphor for certain mom behaviors in life. Because when we talked about mama bear, we're not talking about sweet, nurturing, caring. We're not talking about like the Winnie the Poohs of life when we say, oh, they're being a mama bear right now. When we talk about mama bear, we'll talk about like strong-willed, will fight to the death for their kids in those situations. How many of you are a mama bear in the room? How many of you have a mama bear or know a mama bear somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. I have watched Marla at times when our kids are about to be in danger or they're doing something screwy or someone's about to do something screwy to our kids, the mama bear comes out in her. And... Because a mama bear will fight to the death to protect her cubs. She will maul you with her teeth and her claws and her muscles. You generally do not survive a mama bear attack. And what the scripture is saying here, what Solomon, the wisdom that Solomon is attempting to give us, is he says, you are actually better off being mauled by a mama bear you are better off being attacked by a bear who is attempting to defend their cubs than living a life of foolishness. Than living a life where you pursue foolishness and you are void of wisdom and are unable to judge with clear common sense. So what he's saying is if you did have to choose, would you rather live a foolish life or be decimated by a bear? Choose the bear. <laughs> because what's coming over here is going to be way more painful. It's actually going to be way more destructive. It's going to destroy your life in a way that is way worse than would you just be mauled by a bear over here. If you had to choose, choose being decimated by a bear every single time. See, here's the problem. I have counseled and coached and worked with so many people who in the middle of making foolish decisions cannot see that they are making foolish decisions. Let's just bring, make this more personal. 
There are times in my life where I have been making foolish decisions, and in the middle of making those foolish decisions, they did not seem foolish. When do those foolish decisions become foolish? Later on. After, when the consequences are now coming my way, when the results of those decisions are now stepping into me. See, here's the thing. I have never actually met someone that in the middle of making a decision, they say, this is a horrible decision. No one ever makes a decision saying, this is going to ruin my life. This is going to screw everything up. This is going to bring destruction on me and my family. This is going to bring me to financial ruin. This is going to bring me to emotional ruin. This is going to bring me to spiritual ruin. My body is going to fall apart. No one ever says that, but it is the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain that blinds us to the future that is coming in the midst of our foolish decisions. And we find ourselves saying, well, if it feels good, it must be good, and it must be from God. Or if it is not painful, if it's going to remove the pain from my life, then it must be good, and it must be from God. So, so here's the rub, is that we have this animal nature that is bent on pursuing pleasure and removing pain for our life. And then we have this wisdom from God that calls us into this higher elevated space. And we cannot actually see the place when we are making foolish decisions, that we are blind to them, that because we are always making the best decision that we see possible, we can't actually see when we're making foolish decisions. Look, how many of you can look back on foolish decisions in your life, and when you look back, you're like, in the moment, it seemed like the best decision available to me. It seemed like that was a great decision. It seemed like a great decision to date that person. It seemed like a great decision to eat all that junk. It seemed like a great decision to be right and argue with my spouse over and over and over again. It, it seemed like a good decision to be really bearing down on my children about what they should or shouldn't do. It seemed like a good decision to say that thing to the boss or send that email or write that text or whatever it may be. And then afterwards we go, oh, that was actually a really foolish decision that I could not see in the moment. Every fool I've ever met did not actually know that they were a fool. And every time I've been a fool in the middle of it, I was blissfully unaware that I was living out a foolish life. And this is why hindsight is always 2020. It's only after we've made the decision and are mauled by the consequences that we realize it was a horrible decision. And how many of you have found yourself sitting in your consequences thinking, yeah, it would, much, it would be a lot easier to be mauled by a bear than go through these consequences that I'm in right now. And this is what Solomon tells us in this passage about bears. So how do we realize that we are a fool bent on folly? If, if life hits harder than a mama bear's mauling, how do we actually recognize when we're living as fools when so many times we're actually blind to it? I think the first thing is this, is to recognize that inside of all of us, there is this animalistic nature that is bent on pursuing pleasure and getting out of anything that's painful or difficult. When we can recognize that and not be like backing off from that, we can then take the first step in doing something about it. When we recognize this, we actually have the power to transform or change in the middle of it. It doesn't mean that we obsess about it. So we don't become masochistic and say, anything that's painful, I'm just going to go do it. Or anything that's pleasurable, I'm going to avoid at all costs. That's not what I'm saying here. But when we're aware of it, we can actually transform it. We can ask ourselves the question, am I making this decision 
because it's simply going to bring me pleasure? Or am I making this decision because it's easy and it's going to remove some pain? Or am I making this decision because it's actually going to open up doors for me to step into the most elevated life possible for me and the people that I love around me? But recognizing that we are thrown towards this animalistic nature of making decisions will be the first step in recognizing when we are. And the second thing that I would say would help us in recognizing when we are actually becoming a fool bent on folly is that if I am not committed to just being an animal, I actually must have wisdom from someone else other than me. And I'm going to suggest this morning that the highest level of wisdom that we have available to us is actually found in the scriptures. That this is why engaging the scriptures is so critical because if my decisions are often made on what's going to bring me pleasure and what's going to avoid pain, then I know that that's not going to be sufficient. So I have to have an outside source of wisdom and the scriptures become that for us. Now, for many of us, we look at the scriptures like a giant list of do's and don'ts. And like a killjoy, right? Don't do all these things, do all these things, and you'll be okay. But what if the scriptures were just letting us know, hey, here's how you can step into an elevated life that moves you out from just your animalistic nature into this elevated level of humanity so that you can actually see the difference and the correlation between cause and effect, See, wisdom actually gives us that. It connects the dots between if I do this, this is happening. If I don't do this, this won't happen. And the scriptures give us wisdom so that we don't actually have to go through life as a fool. And so I become aware of the consequences of my actions before I even make them. I know that if I step into this decision, this is the outcome. And if I'm willing to restrain myself from this decision, this is the outcome over here. I talk to people all the time when they find themselves in the middle of messy consequences from foolish decisions that they made over here, and now here they are in the future, present, with all of their consequences around them, and I can't tell you how many times I hear this phrase, I don't know how I got here. They'll look at their debt, and they'll go, I don't know how I got here. They'll look at their marriage falling apart and go, I don't know how I got here. They'll look at their career not working and say, I don't know how I got here. They'll look at all of their life falling apart around them and say, I don't know how I got here. See, what what that lets me know when someone's in a I don't know how I got here space, it just lets me know, oh, you're actually disconnected from wisdom. You actually can't see that these decisions led to this outcome, that making these choices moved you towards this path or being unwilling to make these choices moved you towards here. At some level, you were engaging pleasure or avoiding pain rather than stepping into the wisdom that God has called you to. See, God will never actually call you to something that is outside of his wisdom. He will never actually call you to something. He will never call you to a lesser life. I can't tell you how many times people have made decisions that I've watched them make, and they say, well, this has to be God because it feels good, or this has to be God because it's going to create peace, which is actually just avoiding conflict in my life. And God will never actually call you into a decision that conflicts with the words that he has given us. See, if we're going to release this animalistic mind of what brings me pleasure and avoids pain, what we actually get to take on is the mind of Christ and all the wisdom that he has for us. Now, here's the thing that I know about that is there are times where it will call us into pain and suffering. There are also times where it will call us to avoid momentary pleasure for long-term goals and long-term benefits. 
that God's actually interested in playing the long game with you, not just the short, momentary blips of pleasure and avoiding pain. See, when my animal, my foolish, my folly instincts want to take over, I can actually default to what does the scriptures call me into? What is the wisdom that he has given me to step into a life of wholeness? And finally, I think the other thing, other than recognizing that I'm thrown towards this way of decision-making, this animalistic way of looking at the world, and also recognizing that God has given me wisdom through the scriptures, is that getting feedback from people that you trust, to be 100% honest with you, will actually be very, very supportive in this process. Because here's the thing. How many of you recognize that you cannot see yourself accurately? Have you noticed that? You know what's so fascinating is that I've actually never seen this part of my face. You've actually never seen this part of your face. But you know what you look like because you look in a mirror every single day and you get a reflection back. See, when people are with us in our lives and they're willing to be honest with us and we're willing to receive and solicit their honesty about what's going on for us in our decision-making and how we're living, it actually allows ourselves to see what's going on over here more accurately. Others can actually see what's going on way more clear than I can. How many of you have had people in your life and you're watching them make screwy decisions and in your head you're thinking, how could they not see that? How can they not see that that decision is actually going to lead to this outcome? And what we often do is remain silent with it because we don't want to get messy or we don't want to uh, step in or we don't want to connect or whatever it may be. We don't want to, to be uncomfortable ourselves in the middle of this. But getting feedback from trusted community that you know will be honest with you is actually critical in knowing, am I living a life of folly or am I living a life of wisdom? The scriptures say that we see through a mirror dimly. Like I, I just get a small distorted view of myself. But the wisdom of many actually allows me to see clearly what's going on around me. I am so grateful for people in my life who have spoken up when I am about to make a dumb decision or when I am about to make a stupid choice in my life and they have had the courage and the love for me to say, hey, Nathan, that's a stupid decision that you're about to make. You are about to make a very, very foolish choice right now and it's gonna lead to this future And I am so grateful for the men and women in my life who love me enough to say that. And I'm grateful for the people in my life that when I go to them and say, hey, tell me about this decision. What can you see? What's going on? It's so beautiful in that. Here's the thing. If everyone in your life agrees with your decisions, you should be very nervous. If you haven't had someone in your life say, hey, have you thought about that decision? (laughs) Or have you thought about that lifestyle? Or have you thought about making those choices the way that you're making them? It might be time to be a little nervous about whether or not we have actual clarity around what's going on in my life. See, I get nervous when everyone else around me, including my wife or my friends, are like, yeah, everything's perfect. Like, there has to be something, right? Now, that's different from, like, going in saying, ah, I'm looking for what's not working. That's different from saying, hey, I want to know. This is where David in the scripture says, Lord, search me and know me. If there's any way that's disconnected from you, I would want to know. And so recognizing, one, I don't have a clear picture of myself, and so I actually need people to speak into those areas to tell me, hey, here's where you're going wonky. Here's where you're making some screwy decisions. Here's where you're actually becoming a fool bent on folly. See, what I love about this is that you are not called to be perfect, 
I know that that's a tendency when we hear this. Like, I just need to live a perfect life or else I'm going to be mauled by a bear, right? But all you have to do in this is be willing to be aware that, hey, I am bent towards making decisions that are based on what brings me the most pleasure or what avoids pain, and I recognize that that is a natural bent towards me, and then saying, I'm willing to follow the wisdom that is set before me in the scriptures, and I'm willing to have other people speak into my life to let me know where they see I am becoming a fool bent on folly in this. And if you're unwilling to do that, the end result will be worse than being mauled by a mama bear who has lost her cubs. That the consequences that come from living a life committed to foolish thinking and foolish ways and foolish decisions is worse than any destruction a bear could ever bring on you. And so here's what I'd like for you to do in uh, your groups of two or three. I'd like for you to just answer this question. Where is an area in your life that you have a suspicion that you are a fool bent on folly, all right? Now, I know this is weird. This may be very personal, so feel free to keep it, keep it light. But I want you to think, hey, here's an area where I think I keep making weird decisions. It could be in your finances. It could be with your health. It could be in relationships. You decide how deep you want to go with that question. But in other words, here's an area where I would love like a tune-up, a wisdom tune-up, or some feedback in my life where I could say, oh, got it. I'm clear that this is, this is not working, or I need I need some support in this area. And then what is one thing you can do this week to have something new happen? Maybe it's I'm gonna start engaging the scriptures on this area or maybe it's I'm gonna get some support from a friend who would be willing to give me feedback. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com